You pierce the darkness with the fiercest light. Welcome back to the Neon Woman podcast. It is time for the final episode of season three. This bonus episode is with Jennifer Alamini. Jennifer joins me to discuss her origin story, her journey, how losing both her mother and her husband inspired her to transform her life through loss, and how that led to her writing her book, Mark My Love. We also discuss the tools that people can use to cope with their own grief, plus what it means to be a neon woman. I really loved chatting with Jennifer, and I hope everybody enjoys our conversation. Here it is. Jennifer, welcome to the Neon Woman podcast. Thank you for coming on and talking to me. Oh, thank you for having me. I always like to start with the same question for everyone because I feel like we're all known in the world for what we do, but I'd love to know who is Jennifer aside from what you do in the world. Who is Jennifer? I'm a healer. I'm a healer and I'm a lover of life. I think if you want to, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about your origin story? Because I always love to know how people's kind of childhoods and upbringings, whether those experiences shaped the people that they are today. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Latin American, uh, born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, my background is uh, from Puerto Rico, Mexico and Cuba. I was raised uh, by a single mom. Uh, so she had four daughters. I'm the youngest of four. And um, I wanna say culturally, I, I think definitely uh, being of a Latin background um, from a single mom, it molded, I think everything in my life, you know, finances, uh, relationships a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, could you talk to me a little bit about what the journey has been to the person that you are today? Yeah, it's been, uh, let's say it's been a long journey so far. I want to say it's 47 years. I'll put it at that. <laughs> but uh, it's, ha- it's had its ups and downs. And I want to say um, I've gone from, you know, where I was working as an HR professional for 22 years, um, even though my background, uh, I have one degree in early childhood education and another degree in psychology. So life took me in a in that HR professional world. Um, and then that career ended at the end of uh, 2020. And um, I had already been writing um, a memoir. My boyfriend had passed away uh, two and a half years ago. Um, and I started journaling about two months after his passing. And I, it wasn't my intent to write a book. 
Um, but I felt that uh, I'm very spiritual and I felt that someone else, someone else was with me while I was writing it and that I was, I was meant to put it out there in the world. Mm. So, so once my career ended organically on its own, I was already in the works of uh, knowing that I was going to uh, publish, publish a book. So I went and I self-published it. Um, it came out April of 2021 this year. And then this whole year has been uh, me learning about, I want to say the creative side of me that I never knew before. You know, I want to say I, I dabbled in writing a little bit during high school and, and college years. I've always been one just to write my thoughts and write down things, but I never thought, oh, let me go publish a book that never really came to mind. Yeah. Wow. I mean, can you talk to me a little bit about what your kind of thought process was like? Like, hey, I've never thought about publishing a book. Oh, I'll just publish it. Like, I'm coming from someone who has always been a writer, but have never published anything. Was there any fear behind it? Uh, I want to say there wasn't, to be honest, and that's how I know it felt right. Um, when I was writing it, 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 I was handwriting in a book and it just came out very quickly. It was, I was journaling, you know, basically, and it was just coming out, out of me. I was, I was grieving obviously for my partner, but then also I was, you know, things were coming up about my mother passing 13 years prior and things I hadn't gotten out. And then also just things about myself and a lack of self-love and self, the self-confidence that wasn't there. And all these things were coming out and in the story that I was writing and it was so organic. And then I realized something in my gut was saying, you're meant to help other people with this. Um, and mind you, I'm a private person. I always have been, I wasn't on social media or anything like that. And then here I was going about, and now I'm gonna publish an intimate story about details of my life at, up, up until this point in my life, a lot, of, a lot is in there. Um, but I wasn't scared. And I think that's why it felt right. It felt like I, I'm supposed to do it. It all of a sudden clicked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I'm sorry for your loss as well. It's, Thank you. It's not. It's not the kind of situation you want to be writing about. But I've always believed that writing and journaling is a great tool for healing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I know that um, it was almost like he he was on the other side pushing me. And it gave me a different look at life completely um, when he passed. And now my life is completely different. It's, it's just, it's nothing I thought it would be, you know, and it was a quick change, but it feels right. Um, everything is, you know, I'm living life in New York City with, with, with my dog and on this author journey, you know, and it's been great so far, but it feels right. So I know that it's blessed from the other side. I really, I really do. Yeah, and no, I'm not sure if you believe in, like the universe or anything, but it feels like your job organically ended for a very good reason. Yes, yes, I do believe uh, in all of, all of that, how, how you want to put it, the universe Same. and things. Yeah, so I, I know it was, it was meant to be, and that's why I think all the chips fell exactly like they were supposed to once I started the journey and then, you know, my professional career ended and then it just gave me that time to focus on this right now, you know, and... I am helping people. A few folks have reached out to me and said, wow, you know, your story, you know, not just about loss. It's not just about loss. It's me focusing on love and then telling people, you know, focus on the love you have in your life, but then also make sure you have that self-love for yourself. I think that that's the number one thing. 
that yeah. holds us up and we all don't really, I think we think certain things we, you know, we think we love ourselves by doing certain things like, oh, I'm going to get a pedicure or I'm doing self-love, but it's so much deeper than that, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's important. And I, I wanted to put that out there of, you know, that I was, I was a little, you know, I lacked that self-love for so long and life is so different now because I've changed, I've changed that. Yeah. I'd love to dive into that a little bit because I'm definitely struggling. I've always struggled with a self-love. Like I, I'm, I put everyone else before myself basically. And mm-hmm. the last kind of 12 months, I've really been trying to focus on my own self-love. What was that process like for you? Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy process. Cause I think, you know, as women, I think we're always taking care of others naturally. It kind of just happens that way. And then there's some of us who have it even have that in us even greater. And then we're taking care of wads of people right around us. The process was really, you know, I, I think, you know, what I feel was happening to me was I started, I started having like these little illnesses, right? Nothing major, but mm-hmm. these little illnesses were happening in my body. And for me, that was an indicator because I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm not taking care of myself. These little things are happening for really no reason, right? There really wasn't a reason behind it. A lot of the doctors were like, oh, what's going on? What? And there was no answer to it. And then I realized that I was internalizing a lot. I was, I was also, you know, for me, you know, very early on in life, I, I was, I was told about, you know, I had to look a certain way externally, right? Mm-hmm. So then that, that, that hindered a lot where I was always thinking I, I was always heavy and things like that. Like it was never good enough. So that, that, that struggle was, was, is, was great in me. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it, it wasn't easy, but I really had to, you know, I meditated a lot, to be honest, I prayed on it a lot. Um, but it was really just me accepting and realizing, oh, it, it's not these, what these people said to me, it, it doesn't matter. Like these mm-hmm. external things don't matter. And it was almost accepting the internal being that you are right. Yeah. And then realizing, oh, I'm enough. And then, then loving yourself is enough, you know, then you don't need all this external stuff. But I think what happens is, is the external things start working themselves out because now you, you, you kind of, I don't want to say fix, I don't use that word, but you, you nurtured that inner self that needed it and gave it that love. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As soon as you realize that the kind of human experience is not everything about yourself, it, it tends to transform how you take care of yourself, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know like for me with the loss, I, I also was putting out there and I always did, but that I wanted to be more of service mm-hmm. that I felt that I felt that, that, you know, it's not just about me in life. Right. And that's why I wanted to tell my story to help others who are, whether they're grieving or they don't have the self-love or they just want to see someone who transformed their life and kind of picked up things and changed how they look at things. So that, that being of service is important to me. You know, I've always been a mentor for many, many years. And that, that's always been a love that was from my heart. But now it's kind of taking that to another level, I feel like. Yeah. Well, could you talk to me a bit about like the early days of you journaling? You didn't think it was going to be a book. So technically, you were just writing for yourself. And then one day you realized you had a book. 
mm-hmm. you been editing it along the way or were you literally just spilling your thoughts? Yeah, I literally was just spilling out my thoughts. Um, yeah, literally just spilling it out. And then the editing didn't come till after after the fact where I looked back. Um, and then it was, I want to say it wasn't a lot of editing after the fact. It was just really more, I want to say a rearrangement of things mm. because how how it came out, meaning the parts of it wasn't exactly how the book is published, if that makes sense, right? So yeah. the book is published, I rearranged things, but I want to say I started almost with the, the middle part of the book, which I want to say is more of the hardcore loss, right? Mm. So I, I, so and that makes sense, right? I think I started because that those were the feelings that, right, that were right there up front. Um, and then it just, but, but yeah, all of it just spilled out of me. It spilled out of me in five months, like just like that. It was like a switch that you couldn't turn off. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I couldn't. I was handwriting it, and I couldn't wow. write fast enough. Sometimes, to be honest, my the pen I was writing very like rapidly, like the, the pen was moving very quickly. So, yeah, incredible. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, obviously your experience with grief, but then your growth in spirituality and the transformation that happened and kind of how you think it was all interconnected. Yeah, I think I've always been a spiritual person since I was, I was younger. Um, but I never went deep with it. Right. It was always there. Um, but I didn't go deeper, but I want to say with the loss, I, you know, I, I felt his presence around me, you know, Mm -hmm. physically at times. And that's when I, it just took, I took things to, it took things to another level with when, when it came to spirituality I think that um, obviously I said my mother was, has been on the other side for 13 years. I feel that she was always around, but I feel because I didn't fully grieve her, I don't think I was paying attention, to be honest. Mm. I, feel that, I feel that she was there and things were happening, but I didn't equate it to like, oh, that's her. And now with him, there were certain things like very specific and, and I knew, oh, wow, okay, they're, they're all around us. I knew, I mean, I never thought death is, death, death isn't an ending for me. It never has been. I don't look at it like Sorry. that. Um, but this was a different um, situation. There was one occasion where um, I had left my apartment where I lived for the first time for a long weekend since, you know, since his passing, I hadn't been away. Um, I went away. And when I came back, I had opened up my apartment door and I felt this force of like a wind. But mind you, there were no windows open in my apartment, nothing of that nature. And I felt, I felt joy and I'm feeling it now. And I literally mm-hmm. said, I said, oh, I missed you too, out loud. I said it. And then I felt the force was stronger. I literally just felt as if I couldn't walk into the apartment because it was so strong. And, and I knew that. I didn't need like that definitely put the seal of, okay, I know what I've been believing my whole life, yeah. but this was like, okay, this is a different level. And now I know for sure, you know, what I know that they're all around us. Yeah. I have full body chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you most surprised to learn about yourself during your whole transformation and writing the book? I think, you know, certain, certain things where all my life, I always thought that I was speaking my opinion and my voice, but then I realized it was even deeper and that I had been suppressing a lot of things where that was surprising to me. Um, also that I was, 
I think, ready to be that open, I want to say, with the world, right? Because like mm-hmm. I said, I, I've been a private person for no particular reason. I was just raised that way, I think. And I followed my mother's way and that being, being like that. But, you know, that willingness to be open, I was like, wow, you, you tackled that, like being open like that. It, it wasn't, and I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I wasn't fearful of it. Cause I was, I literally, it took me a whole year to figure out whether I would publish that book because of that, you know, fear of, am I going to put myself out there? But being able to do that. So I want to say recognizing the strength in myself was also a little bit of an aha moment. Yeah. And sometimes I, sometimes I think I'm afraid of saying, like being too open with myself just when I'm journaling just for myself. Like mm-hmm. even, even being vulnerable just with your journal. Like, yeah, that can be incredibly intimidating. Yeah. To be yeah, like, whoa, there were certain I things. That. Like, Right. Right. And I know like for me now, now I'll say things out loud in a sense, like I said, it's a different experience spiritually and, you know, I'll say some things out loud. And then even if, you know, even if it brings certain emotions in me, I'll say, wow, I just said that out loud. Like you, you know, almost like good for you. Like you said that out loud, but it it wows me every now and then where I'm like, wow, you had the strength to say that, you know? So it's one thing putting things to paper, which I've always done, but now it's, I think it's another level of outside of the paper and saying it out loud, you know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you still journal now? I mean, do you think that it's, do you think that journaling has helped you and it will always be a tool that you use? I think it will always be a tool that I use. I haven't, I want to say, to be honest, I haven't journaled a lot in the past couple of months. But I think it's because I'm absorbing life a little bit differently. So it's almost like I'm taking a minute to really experience life. So I'm not putting pen to paper right now with my thoughts on it because I'm absorbing the experience. I think for the first time, you know, living life a little freer than I used to. And it's, it's really great. It's liberating, you know, it's, so it's, it's like a new life. So, so I haven't journaled lately, but, but I, I am still writing in general because things are coming to me. Mm-hmm. So like I said, so it's not exactly journaling, but I'm putting some things to paper, just thoughts of, you know, my experiences of life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about self-publishing the book. I mean, you made the decision to turn it into a book and then you self-published in April. What was the whole experience like? Yeah, I had... Um... I felt it in my gut that I would self-publish. I wanted, you know, I wanted control as to how the book would be put out there. I didn't want it taken apart at all. I wanted it to be, you know, pretty intact the way it was. Um, so I just started researching how to self-publish, to be honest. That was the, the step that I took. I was looking like, what do you do exactly? Um, and then I found Book Baby and they were the ones that helped me, you know, put it out there. Um, so I worked with them and they really made the process, you know, very smooth for me, you know, being a first time publisher and doing that you know um but it's been great it's been such a great experience to be honest I you know I really um encourage people that you know if you want to do that and you just want to put something out there like do it on your own you know don't always feel like there was so much pressure I I remember I had taken one class um memoir writing just to see the the nature of it because I was so foreign it was so foreign to me and I remember someone in the class had said to me that you know, that the timeline between the two 
people, important people passing in my life that the timeline was too long, right? Being 13 years apart mm. that I never could really hook a reader. But I knew in my gut and my whole time, I was like, uh, that it didn't matter. The timeline didn't matter. It's like, that wasn't the point of, the, of, of my story. Yeah. Um, and when readers read the book, like they'll, they'll realize that, like it's not, it's insignificant. So something like that though, I think that other people looking to publish for the first time, that could knock them down, right? A comments like that, right? Easily like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't do this because they said A, B, C, and D. I didn't, I just disregard. I, I listened, but I didn't take it into account. I just kind of just said, I'm, I know what I need to do. Like I knew it in, from the inside, so. Yeah, it could be very easy to get stuck in, oh, my book doesn't follow the right format or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, talk to me about your book. Like tell, every, tell all the listeners what it's called, what it's you know, what it goes into? Yeah, it's called uh, Mark My Love. Um, it goes into uh, love in my life. I, I really focus on love I've had, um, whether it be love of uh, my family, um, friendships, uh, romantic love. You know, I go into the losses I've had, but it also shows my journey as a Latin American woman growing up, you know, as from a single mom in Brooklyn um, and the struggles I've had along the way it goes into that, you know, and, and then it just shows the, you know, p- me picking myself up after the loss and how I've changed things and how I look at life differently. And, you know, I, I hope it, it brings people some inspiration. I, I wrote a lot in there about, you know, that we're so, we're so hard on ourselves as people, right? And I think that life could be a lot easier uh, if we looked at things differently. Mm. Um, so, I, so I speak about that in the book. It's very important to me to get that message across. Um, but bottom line, it, it's it's all about love. It's it's filled with love. Um, a lot of readers told me they could feel feel the love through the book and all of that. And that's and that's what was important to me for people to to feel that. Yeah, I love that. What would you say to anyone who is listening and is struggling with grief, has recently lost someone, and they're they're kind of floundering about how to process it? Would you recommend journaling? Yeah, I'd recommend journaling. Uh, I'd also recommend uh, just walking, walking out in nature if possible. Um, that helped me a lot. It helped my my thought process. It, it, I felt connected more um, while I was out in nature. So that was an important thing. Um, but I definitely would tell folks to just keep getting up, you know, because every day is going to be, it's going to be new what you're feeling, you know, and I know that. But just to keep getting up and keep going, you know, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'd love to get into the Neon Woman questions, which I ask every guest. Okay. What is the one song you play to brighten your neon colors? I would say it's uh, Let's Get Loud by, uh, by J-Lo. It, yes. uh, it always gets me going. It's upbeat. Uh, yeah, it brings some life back into me when I need it. So Amazing. I have a playlist on Spotify, so I'll add that song to the playlist. Well, Jennifer, what about love is wild to you? Oh, I want to say that love is limitless. So that's why it's wild to me that it can go everywhere and anywhere. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's limitless. Yeah. What about your fashion sense is original? Uh, I want to say, you know, I let my, I want to say sometimes I let my, my, my emotions speak to me and that's how I dress. So whether I, 
I go transition through light and dark a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the seasons don't matter. I could wear white in the middle of winter. Those things don't matter to me. So I want to say that that's, that's what makes it original, that I can go light and dark and kind of just mix it all together, you know, by how I'm feeling. I let my, my emotions make my wardrobe and my style. I like that. I have to try that. <laughs> Obviously, I'm feeling very dark today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do to keep your mindset magnificent? Oh, my mindset. I, I meditate daily. So I want to say that keeps it that keeps it where I need to be. So meditation. Yeah, I'm still getting into meditation. It's it's a struggle. It is. I, I, I tell everybody, you know, just, just five minutes, right? Five minutes and then keep adding the time little by little, right? Don't, I think that we put pressure on ourselves again, right? Right away, it has to be 20 minutes, it has to be 30 minutes or whatever it is. And, you know, stop it, you know, just five minutes and then add a little bit of time, little by little, you know, and you'll get there. Yeah. Where is the most adventurous place you've traveled to? I, I'll be honest, I haven't traveled a lot, a lot in my life. But I want to say um, I went to Puerto Rico a few times. Um, and I want to say the last time I went, I went by myself, which was really nice. Really nice to be in such a beautiful uh, place, you know, and on your own, uh, on your own, just doing your own thing, yeah. your own schedule. Yeah. I still haven't traveled alone yet. Something I need to do. Yeah. What is necessary to you to have a healthy lifestyle and I say healthy in quotes because it means something different for everyone. I want to say balance. I want to say balance because I've looked at my life and sometimes there were times where I I want to say I was, it may sound weird, but I was working out too much. I was focusing so much on work. You got to work out, you got whatever. And there needs to be a balance. So that's what's important to me. I realized stop with the, you know, with societies, this or that. You know, it could be this and that. Yeah. So the bout, so the balance. Yeah, I love that. And then, which woman or women are inspirational to you, famous or non-famous? Uh, I mean, I, I want to say my grandmother. To be honest, uh, you know, she's on the other side, but she came here uh, from Puerto Rico by herself at like 19 years old to New York City. Wow. You know, you know, barely, in, you know, not much money, just on her own. You know. And then just started started her family eventually and all of that. But I, I want to say that is inspirational to me. You know, going literally to another you know country by yourself and then just starting life you know from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is pretty inspiring. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking of myself at 19. I was like, yeah, I don't think yeah. I would have survived. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then my last question, which I like to ask off the cuff. What does being a neon woman mean to you? It means just doing your own thing, you know, stop just, just doing your own thing completely and not listening to anyone's uh, path, you know, mm. paving your own way completely. That would mean that's, I think that's what being a neon woman means to me. Yes. Yeah. I love that a lot. Well, Jennifer, where can people connect with you? Where can they buy your book and what's coming up next for you? Yeah, you can connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Jennifer M. Uh, Alamani. And then I'm also on, on Facebook. Uh, you can buy my book at Book Baby on Amazon and also Barnes & Noble. 
Um, and also my website, uh, jennifermalamani.com. All the clicks are there uh, to get my book. Uh, as far as what I'm doing next, I'm writing, I'm writing two additional books right now that are coming through me. Um, but, you know, but my concentration is really getting work, word out there about this book and, and just spreading love and helping people, you know, heal a little bit more and, and just be kind to each other. You know, that's really my focus, you know, right now. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing such an inspiring story. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Neo Woman podcast. Neo Woman was produced by me, Chloe, and Neo Network Production. Make sure to follow us on Instagram or check out neowoman.com for all the latest episodes, blog posts, and more.